before you guys start this episode, I just want to let you guys know that it was brought to you by yours truly, me, and my boy Daniel Ajike. We failed to let you guys know that in the podcast. We just got right to it. Daniel is a fellow civil engineer at the Georgia Institute of Technology, like myself. And we just got into a little discussion about technology and especially the uses of it within our demographic of young adults and adolescents, you know, leaving college or leaving high school at that, anybody in between that range. So without further ado, I'm not going to say any more. Enjoy the episode. Phones and what? I don't know what to expect. I just heard about this thing. Yeah, I'm on the verge right now. Um, yeah, nah, Steve Jobs. No. Whoa, don't put it on Steve. This is just <laughs> Tim Cook. Tim this Cook. is Tim Cook. Yeah, bro, what but are you doing? Honestly, in my opinion, or I've held this theory for a while that. Steve has so much innovation coming into or before his death mm-hmm. that the technology that we're seeing now is still like Steve Jobs's era okay. of technology as far as like the Apple Watch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this would be. I, I don't really know too much about it. Mm-hmm. But it, I think we're now in that transition period where it's like the future of Apple's ideas. So you're saying like it's not Steve Jobs' like perspective of his products anymore or you're saying like we're just entering more ideas that he still hasn't released. I'm saying that we are, we're still in the era of ideas that he had mm. or projects that he had okay. ideas on. Okay. And now we're about to go into that transition period where mm-hmm. he's no longer, he no longer has a print in Apple's future. Okay. Maybe the same vision, but not the the like any ideas or blueprint that was laid by him i mean he did that like 10 years ago yeah uh, do you remember i remember it i remember yeah was... what was it it was still the beginning of instagram like iphone 5 yeah iphone 4s yeah. i think siri was just coming up oh yo i remember bro bro i remember all of that that's crazy yeah i was actually so, uh Sorry, I was actually talking to some people like two weeks ago. And we were talking about like technology, and they were mentioning how Steve Jobs, one of his ideas, was to make like the thinnest phone possible. Like, um, like I guess he wanted to make like a paper thin sized iPhone, but like I, it was like a glass iPhone. That's one of his ideas. And maybe you can like fact check me by looking it up, but I know that's one idea uh, that's been spoken about with him. Um, but so what are these talking about? Uh. $550 for some headphones. No, no. Bro, they better be studio grade. Yes. Studio grade. Be, I better be like, I'm in a movie theater where I'm listening to this. I don't look on the verge right now. I actually want Apple Specs. Okay. AirPod. That's what they want. AirPod I say they do look pretty sleek, and I like how they have this, like, headphone. Mm-hmm. Or, 
on the top is like a knit okay. that they use. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean, that's an interesting touch. I've never seen that before. But I do like the solid band a lot, but it's a nice touch. They aluminum cups, as usual, they always are on that like smooth, minimalistic aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, for five fifty, but they're always going to add some, some. Oh yeah, we mix. What did it say? We have beautifully anodized aluminum cups featuring a revolutionary mechanism that allows each cup to rotate independently and balance pressure. I guess the pressure it has on your ear. Okay. Okay. Um, that might good. be pretty comfortable. Yeah, because Loki having over ear headphones on for a long time. Starts to annoy you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I actually just bought some new over ear uh headphones. What'd you get? Uh, some Sony uh XB nine hundred ends. Okay. They're kind of like the you have the XM threes and the XM fours. They're kind of like right below those, but I got them on Black Friday and I've liked them. But like I don't know, I'm not a huge like expensive uh headphone person because I'm just like I just so much money for a music listening experience. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because I can't afford it. I'm not really sure, but 550 for Apple headphones is but like... My headphones, I use Bose, and these is like maybe 200. 200? Yeah. Okay, yeah, but... That's like my threshold. I'm not going to spend anything more than that. Okay, and now, there was a, I think they had... Because these are just on-ear wireless. There's like a Bose studio set that was like over-ear, and I was on sale for like 165. Mm-hmm. So I was about to get those. Okay. But no. 550 is not like in my price range. Maybe if you listen to music a lot, mm-hmm. but I don't see these having like a plug-in option. They don't have anything that shows that you can connect them to like through a jack in. Oh, but you know, social media is probably going to hype it up like you did with AirPods. Everyone's going to try and get those. But the AirPods, I can it. see them because it was a wireless option. I've listened with. I've only listened to the first gen AirPods. Okay. And I would consider them worth like around 150. Okay. Maybe I see them like, especially, I don't know if it's a difference between using them on Apple phones or not, but other than the fact that they're small and they can get lost easily, the sound quality is pretty good. The fact that it's wireless, the actual like connectivity. Okay. Smooth. Yeah. It's smooth. That's true. You don't really have any issues because as soon as you pop it on, like with iPhone, it's just you you uh hold them up here or you connect them with mm-hmm. while they're in the case. Mm-hmm. But other than the fact that the case and the headphones can get lost easily. Apple got all your data. All of it. All of it. You're ran by one dude. I I you know, I I think this last year, a lot of people have, like, started to, I guess, become more educated on, on, like, what capitalism is and stuff. Maybe it's a combination of that and consumerism and material and materialism that America likes to, like, you know, just vibe in. That a lot of people, they just, they just encompass themselves in that kind of uh, culture. And they say, oh, well, my friends all have iPhones, I'm getting it. Oh, um... Everyone on TikTok has AirPods, I'm getting them. Oh, the Instagram uh, people have iPhones, I'm getting it, you know. Oh, everyone in my college lecture has a MacBook, I need to get it. You know, I guess people, like, they, like, they peep what other people are doing, and they say, I need to be just as like them. And um, 
that's when I guess that's maybe that's maybe that's why Apple has gotten so big. I mean, I'm not sure. What, you, what would you say? I'm not really sure. I say because I've talked or I've noticed it and I like, talk about it a lot with people that I know. A lot of people that I know me know that I like know that I only have my iPhone because of FaceTime. Okay, if it wasn't for FaceTime. I understand why a lot of people wouldn't have one. Mm-hmm. Or like, I understand FaceTime was one of those apps that really took a lot of people over there because for a long time, it was the smoothest connecting, low latency option for video calling. Mm-hmm. And video calling is a lot more, it was something that a lot of people waited for because it's a lot more intimate setting for okay. calling. Because through text, you lack any emotion or like any tone in your text or in what you're trying to convey your mm-hmm. ideas with call you can only convey like the tone of your message okay but with video calling you could add a sense of more body language to it so it gave you more like you feel like you're closer to that person that's why you go from the phone number to eventually a face on once you in the face <laughs> you're there <laughs> They're thinking about the high school, bro. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, hey. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why everyone likes iPhones. I I really don't know because you can think about iPods, like did I I mean we were both younger uh back then when but when iPods were like the thing like between like oh six and like twenty thirteen, maybe like was everyone getting that? Was it or were Apple products that popular still back then? I don't think it started reaching the levels it was at. Because I remember when people started getting it, I was very getting what iPhones. Like oh. I remember when people started getting iPhones from like the four, and it was becoming popular. Mm-hmm. That's how I think the first time I recognized like people around me getting it. But I say once I got into middle school. Mm-hmm. That's when it was like a lot of people have. Options. Yes, 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 yes. It was once the green bubble, blue bubble. Oh, oh like you're talking about like the iMessage though. Yeah, okay. the iMessage. Okay. That's when a lot of more people were having, or it was because right now I was just watching a podcast. Uh, Forty-eight percent of Americans have one. Have like an 3. iPhone. Forty-eight point four. Yeah. Are you serious? Have an iPhone. That makes sense. But like what? Sorry, keep going. I'm just I'm trying to like deep that. Okay. But uh back then in middle school, I think it was much lower. It might be in around like 40. Okay. But just because that large market, because the other several like mobile major mobile companies or providers such as like Droid. Android or not Droid, Jordan Android the same thing. So like Droid, uh what's the one from China that a lot of people with Huawei, oh uh, Samsung, okay. All those options all Sony. those other companies are fighting yeah. for the other sixty percent. Mm, dang, that's tough. That is that that's and nice. Apple has forty percent, so they yeah, it's not over fifty, so it's not necessarily a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's at forty eight now. Okay. But being 48 is still not the majority. That's true. That's true. And you're, are you speaking from like the world or like from the American? Uh, what are your percentages? That's just in America. Okay. 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 Um, 
Yeah, I do really. I do think you do have a point with like it being forty eight percent because like almost all my friends have uh, Alpha products. Like, it, to me, like I think you're a minority if you have an Android product. Apple been playing catch up with us for years, and y'all still giving your money to them, and I don't get it. As you can see, my camera quality is impeccable. You can see my face real vivid and whatnot. It's impeccable. That's the majority. Everybody else, you might find. I mean, these aren't these are never exact numbers, but th that forty eight percent is a fact. You'd see forty eight percent of people around you will be iPhone users. Okay, but the other sixty percent of people will have one of the other. Uh, of like the other, of like, the other several uh, other companies. You know, okay, I get yeah. you. I get you. So you might see one person with that with mm -hmm. like a Samsung and another nine people with an iPhone. Okay. Or if you like it in the exact ratio, out of like a hundred people, you'll see forty-eight people with an iPhone. Okay. And then the other fifty-two. Yeah, the other fifty-two will have. I only got one thing to say. Why important to the phone? I feel like you said you were talking about social media. Okay. How it's led to a huge culture of flexing. What you think about flexing? How far would you flex on the gram? Because that, I mean, you're not going to show people talk on Instagram like, yo, I'm struggling in art, you know? Like, that's true. That is true. Or like, yo, I'm hella stressed. That's, you're, you're right. I mean, I do think, I mean, at our school, people, they often like to post that they're doing, uh, I think often people like to post the stress of their schoolwork. In college, especially at this school, a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, 3 a.m., a bunch of math equations grind, you know. Mm -hmm. I often see that. Um, but I also see people often posting their highlights and stuff. And that's kind of, I've seen that that statement all the yeah. time. Like, everyone likes to show their highlights. No, everyone wants to show their struggles on social media. And so I do think uh, because of that, everyone's seeing how good people's lives are. Some people uh, that aren't, I guess, uh, I'm not a psychologist. People that aren't, I guess, uh, they don't have high self esteem. They uh, they like to they, they begin to compare themselves to other people, and I have definitely dealt with this throughout the social media. They can they begin to compare themselves. They try to be like other people, and then social media ends up being this like competitive. Who can look the best? Who has the best profile? Who gets the most likes? Who uh, you know, who does all this other kind of stuff? So. Social media has its pros and its cons. It's not a terrible thing. Yeah. But it has its pros and it has its cons. And um, the movie's The Social Dilemma, if you've watched it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. How'd you feel about that? I mean, it makes sense. But I was just talking about how social media will, or businesses will use social media oh, that's true. as a front for all their ads and make sure that it's in your face all the time. Mm -hmm. Which, they will send you the most favorable content, which will take time away from you. But that only puts your focus on social media. That doesn't influence you to think about a certain or, or certain things. Like your preferences dictate what that algorithm mm -hmm. brings up to you. Mm -hmm. And it is it'll show you what you, what's meaningful to you. I'll say that. It'll show you what what you really value in your life. Your mm -hmm. feed is a representation of the things you aspire to or like the things you care about. That's true. That's true. Um, 
Um, you know, I mean, I really can't speak on that, but, uh, I do, like, I really can't like speak on my experience with that because I guess in, I never, it never really became eye opening until I watched that, uh, I watched that, um, you know, film. And then I noticed how like a lot of like, you know, my, what is that junk called? The feed, the explore page. Yeah. Explore page. It's a lot of stuff. It's like, why is it all the same theme? Like I remember one time. It was a bunch of basketball highlights. I'm like, why is it all this? Like, I thought the explore page was just anything. No. Maybe it's because I was watching a lot of basketball stuff within the last few weeks and it just starts putting that on there and yeah. stuff. So it's it's it determines what will keep you on the app mm-hmm. the longest. Because the longer you're on the app, the more ads you see. And the more ads you see, the more they get paid. Mm-hmm. Because it's paid by how many views you get per thousand. Oh, that's how it works. And that's how Instagram gets money. Because it's free for you. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, in the in the movie, they actually said a quote, like, if you if you aren't paying for any of the service, you probably are the product. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember so, that. yeah, that's basically how it is. So the longer you're on there, or the, the factor that weighs into how long you spend on the app is how much you're enjoying your time. Mm-hmm. So it gives you favorable, favorable things for you to see so that you can spend more yeah. time and make more money. Cycle, you know, a lot of people are saying, especially in like research on consumerism, basically that hyper dopamine inducing activity is what's killing people's like self-esteem and emotion because you're able to get satisfaction very quickly. And as humans, you know, there's no longer a work and reward basis, though. Mm-hmm. And we're not moving fast enough to move over that hump. Either we'd have to reduce the amount of dopamine, which is the more natural way of doing things, because mm-hmm. we're not, it's not healthy for us to be around all that, that like, stimulus all the time. Oh, okay. Or develop a way to find satisfaction beyond it. Is this a point you've like just uh had based on like a surrounding of different sources or like did you get this point from the film? Just one. I from other sources. Okay. But I had included the film. I think uh your point was uh mentioned in the film because I've I've my brain just was like I've heard this before. And I think yeah. I wanted to add on how it's like the stimulus thing. It's like I guess uh evolution, you know, I'm not a bio major, so I don't really like, you know understand all that but like they're saying like i guess we haven't evolved uh our brains haven't uh, evolved you know to be able to handle all that kind of you know like stimulus and dopamine at once and because social media just allows the technology just exponentially grew between like the 70s and like now it just you know went up like crazy so it's like we uh just got all this stuff recently and i guess our human brains aren't able to like handle it and then Whenever certain things don't go our way, we, you know, it goes back to like hurting our self-esteem, addiction to social media. You can't, you get, you know, you get irritated if your parents take your phone because it's like, I can't check Instagram. Like, what am I about to do? Yeah. I need to check Instagram, I need to check Twitter, you know, stuff like that. It's a drug. You, once you reach the state where like you're used to having it all the time, mm-hmm. to take it away is frustrating. Yes. So that's where they have like, Maybe not in recent times, but maybe in the past like five or six years, people have been talking, or they a lot of like researchers were on the like major media talking about the effects of separating with your phone, like the fact that 
it's hard for people to do that. And some people might go crazy about it. Like, I remember they had YouTube videos about people going without their phone for, like, a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's actually, like, people are, I would say, the mass population was actively saying, like, yo, this junk is hard. It's actually, I, I people would... are very dependent on their phones to, you know, live yeah. their daily life. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not because mm-hmm. I spend a large portion of my day doing some task on my phone mm-hmm. or it's assisting me in some type of way. Mm-hmm. I I literally agree with you because I, I, I literally gasped as soon as you said they had to go a whole week without their phone. I cannot, do, I can't do that. Like, you tell me go a whole week without, uh, you know, social media, I, I think I can handle that. But like a whole week without no iMessage, no Safari, no, you know, um, notes, you no, know, like none of that stuff. I can't do that. That's no, that's too much. It depends what you're doing. Cause when I go to like the times that I've gone away, like out to Jamaica, those are my most recent trips. Okay, I really haven't used my phone like that. And I, I've checked. I've been lately keeping track of how much I'm on my phone. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. I, I'm not very proud of it, but it's like six hours Tragic. around, like six and a Tragic. half hours okay. per day. Okay. Which is a lot. But a lot of it's, I watch a lot of YouTube and I spend a lot of that on my phone. So I count that, which is, which is usually me watching an assortment of videos, educational and non-educational. Uh, and then all the other apps is very minimal. Okay. Like, but uh, that, the, like, when I go to Jamaica, it's usually like an hour, hour every day. Okay. Well, I was, Maybe not even an hour, but I won't even recognize it if I'm not on my phone. I usually leave it somewhere mm-hmm. because I'm not even really using it. Mm-hmm. It's not really a problem. But I don't know how that works for other people. In my experience, I know my sister has faced that, but she just gets like very frustrated when she's not because she's oh just God. bored there. She feels like she doesn't have anything to do. <laughs> but if the only like that bring that brought me to a conclusion that you have to like. Basically, the reason why you're frustrated is because anything that you find that's worth your time or interesting, basically on your phone. That's you, true. Your perception of things that are interesting are based on your phone or like being in a place virtually, obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, I, I can relate to that because uh, I went to the last time I went to Nigeria was uh, three years ago around this actual time period. I went. Okay. I went for Christmas for uh two weeks and my mom was like my mom was like I had an iPhone seven by then she was like you're not taking that with you I was like I was like bruh she said I had to take my iPhone four she said but she was like I'm not getting you a SIM card so I literally all I had was music and Sudoku on my iPhone for two weeks bruh like I was so I was I was so bored but uh, but within like, you know, after like a day or two, I kind of like got accustomed to it. I kind of just, you know, ended up just seeing family and I actually ended up enjoying the time I spent with my cousins and stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes you have to, if you, if you go away from the, your native country, I feel like you have to take that time to actually be present. Yeah. Like, understand your daily routine is here, but like, life here is going to be life here. You want to realize that unless you're working towards something, well, even when you are working towards something, 
it's slow progression. Nothing is going to happen drastically. You might have one, two anomalies that are different than your other days, but your days are pretty much straightforward. Unless you're progressing and working on stuff here, you're not going to see any changes mm-hmm. in what's going on in your native country or like in your your day-to-day life. Okay. Nothing's really going to change while you're gone. But when you're away, you know, every day is something could be something different. Yes. <laughs> but if you choose to be stuck here, you're not going to be able to witness that. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Uh, when you, when was the last time you actually went? I was wondering. Last Christmas. Okay. And how many times have you been in your life? Twice. Twice? Okay. Cool. I've been uh, three times. Uh, 05, 11, and then 2017. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's cool to, you know, go back to uh, your roots and stuff and see family. But uh, would you consider yourself, like, living there? Yeah. Okay. I mean, at a point where I wasn't really doing anything or, like, taking maybe, like, just a break from life here. Okay. Maybe just, like, chill out, figure out shit. But it's good to put into perspective what a different lifestyles like because it's not like going from the u.s to like europe or like canada mm-hmm. where the standard of living i wouldn't say it's exactly the same but you get that same first world experience yeah yeah yeah, yeah. going from first world to a third world country you won't even really unless your family there is impoverished and like that's the lifestyle they live you won't really notice it because the quality of life is centered around them and what, in which country are you talking about? Like I'm saying, in in any third world country. Oh, like, okay. You will, you'll see on the media that they talk talk about the struggles of living there. Mm-hmm. But w- when you're actually there, you'll see life just going on as it, like people people are acting as it's everyday life. Like unless you're in a time of crisis, like in war or something like that, that's really affecting people's emotions and morale in that country. Regular third world country, like day to day living, is more present. Okay. Present. What do you mean by present? Or more people are trying to enjoy themselves. Oh. It's not like okay. every day is like hard. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. People are they're living their life it. like. Yes, yes. Usual. Yeah. They're, they were, um, uh, uh, when I, I remember going to Nigeria, that the power is not uh, always consistent. Like the, uh, public country's power like it'll shut off like every two three days and you don't have to use a generator mm-hmm. they are so used to that for me if that happened in america people go one hour without power they're going to go insane here yeah but over there they're like yeah just open the windows you know let's uh get the water from i don't know get the water tank wherever it's located just show me in my experience it was I always ended up finding stuff to do okay it wasn't i wanted to say it was all undormant times, like I wasn't bored, but you could pass time very well because each day was different. Mm-hmm. It was always something different to experience because, like, it's not your normal life. Whereas here, if the power shut off and I was just spending an hour or so doing nothing, it would be a lot more difficult just knowing my options present. Like, I could be doing this. Or very, very true. I mean, yeah. Um, most people, like, yeah, back to your point about the power shutting off, like, most people here, I assume, like, we're on our computers or on our phones, 
or uh, you know, doing some internet activity, playing video games, watching movie, Netflix, computer, phones, uh, stuff like that, TikTok. So it's like the power shit. Let's let's say even the internet, you know, goes off for one hour. Like you know, how crazy people would like they they would feel so. It just be. I think everyone have everyone wants to react very emotionally, or just yeah. like they wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, but um, I, I mean, I guess it just shows how like the how li- how different lives are across different countries and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, but uh, in response to you saying you could live that person as of now, since I'm so accustomed to like the internet age and stuff, and like uh, America, like I. Don't think I could live in Nigeria as of now. Maybe that'll change, but I don't think I could. I just, um, I'm, I guess I'm just too accustomed to like the American standard of living. Yeah. So it's my truth. But you out in Cartersville. So, like, <laughs> I mean, obviously you're in Cartersville in 2021 mm-hmm. or 2020, but because this podcast is actually being recorded in 2020. But, <laughs> Season two, you already know how we do it. You know, he's not here. But uh, being in a rural area, okay, where or like a lot of things are a lot more spread out, like mm-hmm. things that you have to do day to day. Okay, would you see much of a difference over because you lived there your whole life? Uh, I, I I was born in Augusta, but I moved to Cars when I was five, and I've been there since then. Okay, so you went through school and stuff. There. Yeah. Yeah. So then, have you seen much of a difference from back then until now? In terms of, like, what difference? Like, just, like, life in the community out there. Oh, like, from living in Atlanta, college here, and living in Cartersville? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying over the years, from when you were younger. Okay. To mm-hmm. now. Since, like, with the rise of technology, have you seen a difference oh, in, like, day-to-day life? It's changed. I think I experienced the same uh, childhood as most American kids in my generation. We all... Spent heavily cable TV. We started using iPods, DSIs, PlayStation 2s. We went from there to like, you know, slider phones, then iPhones. And then now we're here where everyone has an iPhone or a smartphone and everyone has like a, I don't know, Xbox or high functioning laptop. I think that's pretty much what I went through. That's the only change I really noticed besides I grew up went to school. So mm-hmm. I don't really say being in a rural community changed any that much. You used to always drive in like 20 minutes to see a boy. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I, I lived out of district, so I had to pay, you know, a little fee to go to school. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty, I was pretty out there. And everyone's like, your house is so far, your house is so far. Because I don't live in the city. or my I don't live in the city of my high school. I mean, I do, but I'm on, my zip code is different. So okay. yeah, um, you're not in the same zone. Mm-hmm, different district. Okay. Um my boy said pregnant. I am done. We don't talk about her. Uh, you played in sports in high school? Oh, yeah, I ran track and field. Uh, that was um, my body type is kind of like the, I'm a mid. I they said I was a mid distance runner, but I started to do um, four hundred. Yeah, yeah. Eight hundred. They tried putting on eight hundred. I said no. I fought them on that. I said no. Did you run track? No. But we had to run for PE. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Uh, I eventually became a hurdler, like, my sophomore <laughs> year. And then, like, I just got really good at it my senior year. That um, I, I became a really good hurdler uh, my senior year. I was, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, 
Yeah, track. But I do wish I was. I think I have the body type to be a basketball player. I just I'm not good at that at all. Just because you're tall doesn't mean you gotta play basketball. I feel like not because okay. it definitely misleads a lot of people in life because a lot of people grow up and then just because they're tall and everybody says to them, "Yo, we play basketball." Mm-hmm. Bro, what you doing? Go on the court. Like just because it's a meme and people actually get mad about, it, doesn't mean that you actually need to play need to play basketball if you don't want okay. to. That's true. That's true. And with anything in life, like if you're not interested in, you're not interested. Yeah. In yeah. Exactly. You know, that game is hard. Your yeah. time is your time. Of course. You don't always waste it. Like you don't, if you don't spend it on something you don't want to do, you definitely have that choice too. Unless you've made the choice to sacrifice your time, like in the case of, you know, spending time with your significant other mm-hmm. or like you have a business responsibility. You made that sacrifice with your time because you wanted to do something. But mm-hmm. anything else, you have a choice. Okay. Okay. You're in charge of your time. It's a good man. That's like actually a good mantra to uh, adopt. Actually, very good mantra. This is what you do. It's what you do. Like, I was just thinking about it that a lot of the times now, like, I've been thinking about how to stay motivated in doing tasks because I feel like once you got to high school or once you finished high school, that uh, level of like focus and concentration is gone when you start college. Like okay. unless you were, unless you had a lot of strict discipline, or you learned that. So maybe if your parents were very strict and they force you to like always be learning, even into college, or you learn like through their ways to just have the discipline to do your work. Uh, you have to start from the beginning, like in terms of your level of concentration, because you could just pick up your books and leave class or, mm. you know, just say, oh, I'm going to study later. You can mm. put things off to the day out. Because, like, nobody's going to make sure that you're doing it on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's literally based on your motivation to do stuff. Or not your motivation, but, like, understanding, drive. yeah, your okay. drive to go and concentrate for that allocated amount of time. You're actually putting work into it instead of just, like, BSing on your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just realized by understanding like what you want out of it and where you want to be in your life, what you aspire to do and who you want to be in the future Mm -hmm. should be that driving force. Like you have to continuously ask yourself, like, what do you want to be? And each of these small steps should attribute to where you want to go. Like you want always be doing it, not expecting you to just revamp your entire day to be that person, but slowly, and confidently, you know, building your life around being that person. So, like, at least do it at a, on a consistent basis. Because okay. if this is something you try to do, and you're trying to be permanently, you just don't wake up one day and change and be that person. What's talking? I just knew what I wanted. Really, I'm going to be honest, I just realized that I wanted to go... I like cars, right? I want to build cars. Okay. Cars is, are expensive. So you want to build, you want to build your own car? Hmm? No. Oh. Well, I do want to build a car, but that's the later. Okay. I also want to buy the nice cars as well. And some of them are rare. Some of them are, it's basically like going on the sneakers app. As soon as they come out, they're gone. 
cars? Yeah, because there might be like a limited number, maybe like two hundred or something like that. You can just buy cars online. Yeah, what new. We peons buy sneakers and all that, mm-hmm. even though it's profitable. Like it's just a different market for a different budget. Like we have a budget to like maybe trade like art or sneakers and uh, little collectible stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like being in college, you could build your funds up to be at a point where you're trading cars, watches, boats, oh, okay, all that different type of stuff. Okay. Okay. Anything can be an asset if there's supply and demand. Okay. So, like, in order to... I'm in more of an enthusiast, so, like, I'm not more about the monetary value, but then there is the... just the gratification of driving it and admiring it, but uh, you need, there's a cost of entry. Okay, that's you true. at a certain point to be able to play that type of game. So... <laughs> Okay. I was just thinking about what I really wanted to do. I guess so. So let's say you do get like your Mackie, like you're obviously gonna get your job in the Mackie field, and you know you get a good, you know, lump sum of money. What kind? What's what? What brand that like most people, that, like a lot of Americans can afford? Would you go for? Because I know Ferrari and most Americans can no. afford that. I like. I like not this generation's Accord, but one that was out maybe two years ago. Okay. I think they stopped making it around like two or three years ago. But that's decent. Okay, so you get a decent gas mileage. Okay. You know, nice styling, a lot of color options that are pretty good. And reliability, you don't really have to worry, okay. worry about it. Just maintain it per usual. You don't have any problems. All right, cool. So, like, so you'd want, like, a, you know, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. Cord. Like, right. off that regular budget. And, like, a wise man told me to... Always have two cars just in case something happens to one. You always have a backup. So, me being an enthusiast, like, I would always have a car that I would be working on. Like, building. Just mm. using it for, like, design or, like, testing different parts on it. Improving. Okay. Car. It's interesting. Are you, are you ever a fan? I feel like you're not a truck fan. I'm not a truck fan. Not a huge truck fan, but I do like some trucks. What about Jeeps? No. Yeah. Unless you're off roading in your Jeep, I'm not. I'm, not. I'm <laughs> sorry. Don't don't get twenty fours on your Jeep and talk about yeah, I'm rugged. Like you don't go off road. Your car is a, a land shark. Oh, Why man. you get on these Jeep? I barely I kinda get the same, but you getting on these gang. No. Dang, oh boy. You know your car stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't the car is you know it's like physics, right? You know how they talk about it's friction that pushes the car. That still does not make any sense to me. The because velocity. even though, well, I mean, nerd talk, beware, headphone users, you know, do your thing. We're texting this, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all based on, so power gets delivered from the engine to like a drive line to your wheels. And okay. your wheels are the things that rotate because of the engine, but if there's no friction, it's just going to be rotating. It's not going to translate the rotational motion. Mm. This rotational motion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it needs a force on it tangentially on the contact patch in order to go forward. Okay. That, that, that I learned that in dynamics this semester. We don't, we don't talk about school. We just got to do finals. But yeah, yeah, yeah that, that stuff is always like confusing me. Um, how do you feel about... Uh, um, I'm not really like, I'm not really informative on cars, but like, how do you feel about like I guess Teslas and like bringing EV, like yeah. electric cars? 
it's inevitable. Uh, and I respect Tesla for what they do and like the goal of expanding knowledge on EV cars and just aware everybody's awareness in the usage of them. Mm-hmm. I'm still I still like gas engines. Race the newer cars are now faster. Like they going from now our peak peak horsepower for like commercial cars are like a thousand. 1500 horsepower like and that's in the two three million dollar range of cars like they're expensive to commercially ready and available cars pushing out like five six hundred easily a thousand two thousand easily for like base price like a couple hundred thousand okay there's a lot of information i'm not gonna lie there's a lot of information and not know what do you want to do what do you mean so where do you see yourself ideally like um, 10 years from now okay my dream my dream 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 dream, dream, dream. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a civil engineering major by the way to the people still listening um so i love infra- i like infrastructure that really uh interests me and uh i always, i like looking at like big houses kind of like nba mansion you know business executive houses so i see myself Living in like Buckhead or like the Druid Hills area with like a really uh, nice house. That's and maybe like just a car that matches like my my uh affluence, my affluence. That's really that's really what I see myself. I would like to be at that point in life. But so you want to stay in Georgia? Yeah, I'd love to. I was actually thinking about that before I drove here. I I would be fine living in Georgia for like you know my uh. Whatever that I don't know what that age is called. My middle age. Your 20s, your yeah. Life. My middle my middle life. Like, I got love to be, be in Georgia and then maybe like move somewhere else. Like when I reach my 40s or 50s. No, you go. I was gonna say I don't know like I don't know what my twenties are gonna be like. You know, it's like you gotta take this stuff month by month, in my opinion. Like no one expected this pandemic for 2020, you know. So I say you you adjust with month by month, but you gotta plan ahead. That's true. That is true. Because nothing's going to come to fruition to like just expecting or like coming out with it out of one. That is true. That is that is true. Anything lasting wasn't like Rome wasn't built in a day. No boy, these mantras. I'm done. Civilization. No, she actually had a great point about like thinking about everything month by month with COVID. Mm. What you you're talking about? How serious are we taking about taking COVID nineteen? What do you what do you think is going to happen in the next in the new year with the new presidency concerning COVID? Uh, I uh, I think honestly, uh, I don't know the politics about this, but I I don't know why the government just didn't give businesses money to you know sustain themselves, and maybe that's just due to the economy or you know politics. I personally think maybe if they could have done that, they would have had to open up. And, you know, we could have had, you know, our five to six weeks shut down and everyone just stays, you know, stays put. But then people, I, I think, would have saw that as, um, what's the word, you know martial law? That's like, you know, you know martial law. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I feel like people would have thought that, they would have thought being shut down. People are treating a lockdown like it's martial law. And it's like, it's not even really martial, it's more so like just for the safety of the the entire community. I thought during like the riots and stuff, Marshall was coming. George Floyd. Oh, George Floyd. That was uh, oh. um, yeah. 
the uh, the freaking news, like um, the news, like social media, like that did, like when they started protesting a few days after, like it looked like a war zone over there. Like mm-hmm. it was crazy, bro. Even here, yes, in Atlanta, yes. I oh, oh my gosh, it was just like strict police enforcement. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it wasn't brutality because mm-hmm. it was. Like a lot of the things they did around there were crazy mm-hmm. and unwarranted, but uh. Martial that wasn't martial law mm-hmm. in any sense. It was just stay home because do you want to go get sick? Like, <laughs> none of us want to get sick. No, bro. But you just choose to either say, yo, this thing isn't real. I understand, like, in some, like people think that's the flu. And while, in all honesty, like, the death, the death rate is going up, but in numbers of thousands, equal to rates of how many people may die from, like, the flu each year. So is so, reaching that point? N- no, I'm saying, like, the the point of the death rate, mm-hmm. at least, is getting to a point where it's equal to death rates of something like the flu. Oh. But, like, every day. Okay. So it's happening. Is it one, I would say one is the media's, like, exaggeration of it, mm-hmm. of, like, the death rate always raising. But... We also don't have much experience in time with the virus. That's true. That's there will be a need for a vaccine just like there is a flu vaccine, but it's something that's going to be here with us. And I honestly believe we're just going to have to get used to living life with it. What I have to add, okay, hear me out. How often do you think you got sick during uh, your time in in-person school, like your freshman year or your sophomore year? Did you get sick like bi-weekly? You're cold, like you know, your sinus is going up and stuff like that. Because I did say my sinuses went up, but I usually I felt symptoms early enough so that I could act on it. Okay, so I usually kept like a, a pretty balanced diet. Okay, because going it was only my first year, I think, that I got sick like that. My mm-hmm. second year, I cooked, started cooking more, so I was more controlled like, on the diet. Okay, because. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe your first year can relate to what I'm about to say, because with me, my freshman year, I was getting sick, like, every two, three weeks, bro, like, I was, like, coughing, like, some cough, some nose, my nose was stuffy, like, you know, I felt some sickness, I went into the, we went into quarantine, I was in my house the entire time from March to the summer, and I hung out with, like, a couple friends, and, uh, I promise you from March to like August, I have not, I did not feel no symptoms of any sickness. Yeah. And I goes to show you how being around all these people gets you like, people are sick, whether like, like yeah. people are sick, bro. And when you're isolated by yourself, I never felt sick. I just want to like add how like, I don't know, America, I guess society is full of, you don't know who has what in this world. Like it's so easy yeah. to catch, to catch things in terms and stuff. It's just the way we live our life. Like, Chinese or Asian people in general, they've been used to this lifestyle, like wearing masks in public mm-hmm. and coming here wearing masks. And we always thought it was weird. And that's yes. why we had only, like, especially when news of the Corona or the C word first started, <laughs> um, everybody started pointing fingers at them. One, because it started in China, mm-hmm. and two, because, like, because their people are known. To like wear mascara, but that's because of the air quality and pollution in China, not because like people are always sick there. So they just used to like taking care of themselves, mm-hmm. which is always a preventative measure. But we're so quick to call them out, and 
now our lifestyle has to change because we're always so close and like intimate with each other, but they're usually not like that. They're mm-hmm. usually respectful of people's space unless you invite them into that space. That's true. That's true. Well, actually, I didn't know. I didn't know that about uh, you know Asian culture, but uh, I, I I think I agree with your point. So. Yeah. Like yeah. Videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I've been, in, I've been uh, into filmmaking since I was like in sixth grade. Uh, I made my first YouTube channel in fifth grade. Um, because uh, of school, I really do care about my career, so I'm not really like uh haven't really like, looked into like a career for filmmaking. But if I if I was not to if I wasn't gonna be a civil engineer or like your regular average American job, I definitely would pursue filmmaking. But um. But yeah, I don't, I don't really have any goals with that for next year. Um, if I do make some money, I'll probably buy a rig, you know, spend a couple, six, seven hundred and get a nice camera I can just, you know, toy with in my free time. But it's really, yeah, I don't really have any uh, goals uh, or, like, ideas I plan on doing. So, yeah, that's really it. We also subscribe to me, DE Space Visuals, you know. I was just about to ask. Uh, where <laughs> find you at? Of course. Um, Instagram. Uh... You gotta find me if you ain't got it. Why? Why? <laughs> I just asked, where can they find you? Right? You said, uh, uh, Instagram DC200K underscore, the same as my Twitter and user DC200K underscore, my Snapchat username is DXNIEL. As you can tell, my name is Daniel. Yeah, um, go add me on those platforms. So I heard it first, Daniel is GK. Of course, of course. Thank you, Mario, for inviting me to the podcast. Yes, sir. That concludes another episode of OWN. If you enjoyed the content, please go like, subscribe, and leave a review so we can keep on growing this community. And without further ado, see you guys in two weeks.